Let me ask you something. Have you realized that what happens in your mind actually shows up in your reality? Are you living your dream life or your worry life? Welcome to the Dream Team Podcast, where we will reverse engineer what our wonderful and successful guests have done to create a life that they love. So you can too. everybody to the dream team life podcast and do we have a treat in store for you tonight are you somebody struggling to have the life you love in relationship are you somebody struggling to find love are you struggling to keep men around you do you not meet any men well we have somebody today who's going to show us the principles of attraction regarding men so you can live a life you love in relationship so welcome today kelly albano who is welcome yeah, and Marissa Marinki, of course, is here, I guess. So we've got, Always, we've got, yes, usually. Yeah, you've got Marissa and I, but you've got a much more fun guest tonight than just Marissa yes. and I, so we're off. We're off. No. So let's let's start. So we're going to have lots of questions for you, but let's start yes. with your story, Kelly. So um, tell us a little bit about how you ended up creating a Man Magnet Academy. Man how, Magnet Academy, journey? the best name ever. We love it. <laughs> best name ever? Yes. It, it, it flew from a cloud in the sky and I just, it was like a gift and it just came right to me. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. so nice to meet you, Marissa. And, oh, um, to meet you. And, and also Lisa, ladies, I'm so excited to be here and to speak on this because I have personal experience of what it is like to feel love starved and you're reaching out for love and it's never reaching back at you. I experienced two very painful divorces that came from two very toxic marriages. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I was able to step up and grow and learn and see what I was doing wrong this whole time. And now that I know, I just want every woman to know this. So I created Man Magnet Academy and I'm just spreading the word as much as I can. So so thanks so much for having me here, yeah. Well, we're, we're very honored and it's lovely and you're very bubbly, so it's lovely to have such a bubbly guest. <laughs> we like bubbly people. So you, you basically started out saying you've actually had two failed marriages and, um, so what do you think um, led you, to, uh, given what you know now, what do you think led you to having two failed marriages? Right. And, and I want to say when we use the word failed, I mean, it, it evokes this feeling that you've done it wrong and you were wrong. But Good to point. me, I'm so grateful for the for these mm-hmm. quote unquote failed marriages because I learned so much about what not to do. And I always say, like, who do you want coaching you about your relationship? someone who's done everything right all the time or someone who has gotten it so wrong. And so what I was able to do was to really to go back because what happens is we zoom out and we go, okay, that was, that was a bad boyfriend or that was a relationship didn't, didn't work. And then we look at that relationship and what I've been able to do is zoom out even further, which was to go to my childhood. They Mm -hmm. say about 90% of how you show up in your romantic relationship is determined by the first 10 years of your life. Years of your life, yes. It is how mom and dad modeled being together, how mom and dad cared for your needs. We have these things called, um, there's this theory, now you'll hear a lot about it, called attachment style, which is... Mm -hmm. You develop a style of attachment based on how mom was attached to you and how dad was attached to you and how they were attached to each other. So as a child, um, I grew up with a mom who was bipolar and I grew up with a dad who basically was a misogynist. God bless him. I love them both. No one has perfect parents, but Mm -hmm. Because my mom had this mental illness who she was untreated for for quite a while, I spent a lot of my childhood not knowing who was going to turn around for me. 
And mm. I brought this, this created an anxiety in me of not, of feeling like when I had my dependency needs, when I needed those needs to be met, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to be met. And they weren't mm -hmm. often always met in the way that I thought I needed them to be. Mm -hmm. And then with my dad being a very judgmental kind of a man, mm -hmm. uh, it all kind of came together in how I related with men in general. So I would, you know, someone would try to ask me out and I would be like, okay, I'd go out with them. And then the next day they wouldn't call me and it would trigger me. It would trigger me in this way of not yeah. understanding. I wasn't sure who was going to turn around. It created this anxiety in relationships. Anxiety, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we are anxious, the opposite thing will happen. You think, oh, if you're anxious, you'll probably just uh, coil away. And there are people that are avoidant in relationships. But what mm -hmm. happened for me was that I became controlling. Where when we feel like we are out of control, what do we do? We try to control. Yeah. So it turned into perfectionism and people pleasing and codependency and enmeshment with all of my partners. And what happens when that happens is we end up attracting partners that are avoidant. Okay. So now you got the image in your mind of the anxious person chasing after someone, trying to overgive and overdo and over to get that validation that they're not getting the kind of validation that they didn't get from their parents. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that person avoids and this person chases. Hence yes. what happens to millions of women in America and around mm -hmm. the world. We feel like we're chasing after a man and it all comes from our own anxiety and insecurity in love. Yes. In love and relationship and with the experience that we've had about how the people that were supposed to show us what love is, they show us the best that they could do. But it was, you know, depending on, on fear and, you know, with the same, maybe the same background that you had, they had as well. Oh, that is so, so deep and, and profound. Really, And the thing is that you had to go through that to be able to acknowledge it. Because I know it, for example, I have studied enough to know that the first 10 years of your lives are so important because you don't have a critical mind. So whatever information you learn that is attached to a feeling, it will go directly to your subconscious. And then you don't know why you have this or that behavior because you don't remember how you, you learned it. And is that just exactly what you just, you've described yeah. about relationships in this case, right? But it's most about everything. So interesting. Okay. So, um, so you had these two experiences <laughs> and um, so, so what then took you to, you mentioned something like a, a sort of spiritual awakening. So what was yeah. the trigger? What was your turning point and how, what, what happened? Yeah. So the first marriage I had discovered infidelity with my partner and it was I mean, it wasn't just like one person, it was like many, many people. And it was like earth shattering for me. And I, I, it destroyed me really. Mm -hmm. And I went to therapy for about two years after this divorce. And I sat in my therapist, and she was fabulous. I'm not knocking therapists here, but I sat in her office for a few years and I thought, okay, I'm healed. I'm ready to get back out there. And I ended up attracting another emotionally unavailable man and and i think because i am an empath i and this is something you'll come to see a lot that people are talking about now is this dynamic with the you know you know girl the <laughs> dynamic between the empath and the nar narcissist and um, yeah. in both of my relationships i loved both of these men from an angle they hadn't manifested for themselves yet and so i found myself Uh, fawning and coddling and trying to do things for them in order to get validation and love from them, but also because I really did love them. And I thought that's what you do for people that you love. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. so I, you know, I attract the second one and it, oh, wow. I mean, we ended up having my daughter together, which is such a gift mm -hmm. and she's three years old now, oh. but, um, 
but it kind of got to a point where I realized he was emotionally abusive. And also I was involved in this. You see, mm -hmm. this is something that I teach my clients too, is that you had a part in this as well. You have to leave your victimhood at the door, regardless of what has happened, because there's an energy in you that has attracted this and allowed this behavior. Mm -hmm. And, and I spent many years being threatened by this person. I'm going to call the police on you. I'm going to do this on you. And, and my issue was that my guidance kept telling me, Kelly, get the hell out of there. And I ignored my guidance. Mm -hmm. And when I finally started to listen and step up into my power, get up on my throne, grab my wand and spin it around and say, I'm the boss of this life and I'm not going to be treated in this way. And I'm not going to allow this in my life ever again. I was able to amicably part from him. We now are co-parenting my daughter in a lovely way. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I loved both of my ex-husbands and I'm not here to bash upon them. They're both lovely people who are of me. I'm mm -hmm. such a, ooh, I get emotional. I'm such oh. a believer mm -hmm. that we are all of each other. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to sit here and, um, and speak ill of them because they have yes. their own journeys that brought them to these, their own stories that brought them to these mm -hmm. behaviors and that we engaged in together. Mm -hmm. So, so I yeah. get out of this second marriage and I have this, I'm getting around to it. I have this spiritual awakening and what mm -hmm. spawned it was I was, I had gotten so low ladies. I felt like am I just unlovable? <laughs> you know, what's wrong with me? And I took my daughter to Disneyland one day and I, I was walking around and we saw all these beautiful couples and I just was like, I'll never have that. I'll never have, that. I just felt this longing that I'll never have that. And I'm crying behind my sunglasses. And, uh, it was awful. That night I came home and I got on my hands and knees and I said, Lord, come into my heart, Lord, because I want out. I wasn't suicidal. I didn't want to hurt myself, yes. but I was literally calling out and crying out to God, Lord, please guide me, heal me, help me. And that very night, um, I laid down in my bed. I closed my eyes to meditate and immediately angels surrounded me and said, wow. you're not alone. You're beautiful. You're loved infinitely. We are here for you. I like, as soon as that happened, everything changed for me. I always knew I was empathic, but I basically woke up with all of the spiritual gifts, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, clair, all I was a clarinet. I was just clearing everything. And I kept getting precognitive images. And I started to go down this roller coaster of my spiritual awakening. And it scared the bejesus out of me, but was of course, <laughs> yes, magical yes, thing. Sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you're aware of everything. You can yeah. feel everything. You can hear everything. You understand everything. It's like in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's funny. Um, sidebar: uh, a few months, maybe about a month before coronavirus hit, I saw this precognitive image of a nuclear bomb, and I. I called out, like I called my mom and I called my, I was like, oh my God, there's going to be a bomb. There's going to be a bomb. And they were like, no, it's figurative. This is what's happening to everyone right now. Everyone is going to get their minds blown by oh, this yeah. change. Yeah. So, wow. So, wow. But you had to be, you know, you have to be built to be very strong for that not to break you as well. Because yeah. it's really overwhelming when you are able to understand. It's like in the movies, all of a sudden, you you know, you're ignorant with the ignorance bliss. And then all of a sudden, you have all this understanding and knowledge. But sometimes you're not prepared for it. So you have to grow into that knowledge to be able to understand it. Well, I was in my car maybe day four of my, of my awakening. And my GPS says, is this voice too scary? And I was like, yes, yes. That, that was <laughs> Pick another one. <laughs> wow. You've got to wow. be kidding me. Oh, now I just hear them in my, in, in here. It's not a disembodied thing anymore. Now it's just my intuition and my knowing. 
Um, and what's cool is that once I started to be able to develop these gifts, I wanted to help other people because I could see the trajectories for people. Oh, Just as I was yeah. being able to see what was I happening. will work with you, Kelly. I let me, I'll be there. You can work on me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting because um, it's, Everything is vibrational. I know you'll hear about this a lot now, and I just want to confirm for you that it's all vibrational. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when I work with clients, I will, it's almost like I read the vibration between their words. Not like I'm not listening because I'm listening, but there's yeah, another between the lines. Yeah. That's reading the vibration and seeing the trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll hear certain phrases or I'll hear uh, or I'll see images that will help me to guide them to their highest trajectory, to their highest mm -hmm. timeline. Mm -hmm. Kelly, I was, I was just going to interrupt you a second to say, I spoke to some, I, I run a psychic room on Clubhouse. This because I'm just personally fascinated by people who are intuitives and who can speak to dead people in the air <laughs> on various levels. I just, because it, to me, it gives me belief in the world just being a most amazing place. So I ran this yeah. room and one of the ladies said, just what you've said, like you said you could read the gaps between the words. She said she felt like she could read the, she's like life was like a train, like carriages on a train and she could read the bits in between the the carriages on a train and that like the words and the people she saw the bits in between i just yeah. thought that's interesting you just reminded me she said exactly the same thing so, yeah it's like um, we're in the silence it's like we're in yeah. the silence right it's yeah. like it happens to me as well so if if i told lisa before when i work with a client i have to dig in until i find a connection you know, and then the, just the information starts to flow. But if you don't get that connection, you have to keep on, you know, pulling and pulling and pulling till you're able to connect. Because if you have, if you work with someone that doesn't allow you to get in, it's, it's harder. It's really, really hard. So, all right, keep telling us your story. There's this practice that you have to do too, which is called discernment. Now for me, I grew up in a Christian household. So it was this really interesting dynamic of like telling my mom, angels and I'm speaking to people my mom's like I don't know about that honey you might need to go to church and so I actually went, I went to my church and I talked to my pastor and he pointed out to me gifts of the spirit I think it's like first Corinthians and it talks about these gifts and that it's your job to use discernment and that you know I'll recognize sometimes I'm like hmm that's a Kelly thought okay that's a Kelly thought and mm -hmm. and and that takes practice and that takes awareness and that takes time and i am still working on it too sometimes I'm, I'm like is that a knowing or is that a kelly so you know and nobody's perfect and so any anybody that's that has these gifts will tell you that you can get confused sometimes yes you know, actually and, i i really wanted to to ask you about that so how do you or what is it that's the difference because i can relate to that because there are some th some thoughts that i feel and i think oh no this comes from yeah. fear uh-huh never you know intuition will never lead you to fear or yeah. from fear so yep. how do you manage to do that so what because i are think okay? that's a very important tool because most people what they are doing is what you just said you hear the uh, intuition but you ignore it yeah because you're okay, not so, sure how it works mm -hmm. oh here's what i'm supposed to tell you um okay you were all over it with the thing about fear and if something's like that, that that's not from spirit, but I'm going to give you an example. Mm -hmm. So if you hear something in your mind, that's like, I'll, you know, it's like a coffee order. I'll mm -hmm. have a half calf decaf, double half calf with a shot of lemon. That's not from spirit. <laughs> this is spirit. I'll have coffee. That's how spirit is. It's Real clarity. It's, and it's also, you'll feel it too in your body that you're yes, like, it's that that, you true. know, you know, but if you That's if true. you doubt, it's not spirit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because if exactly. you go, oh, was that a message? No, it wasn't. <laughs> because if, <laughs> if it was, you would, oh, oh my God, I just got a message. Something like that, right? And what you can also do too is to ask for confirmation too. Because because I think that that's where a lot of people get lost and where people get confused in, is when the ego gets involved is that I'm being right and I need to be right. And instead of asking and being like, God, show me, you know, show me the right way, guide me and let me guide others. I'm always praying like, 
I surrender. And I'm very, I'm also a really big believer in being um, polite. Please, Lord, come into my heart and help me guide these women in my coaching today. Uh, mm -hmm. After you, God, I'll, I'll sometimes envision myself laying, laying down on the ground in worship and saying, come to me and, and help guide me as opposed to how can I be amazing right now? And how can I just like win? Yeah, right. And fix them and, you know, and I help think, them. Yeah. Because, yeah with I got my it method, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm being guided. I think we're going to have to do a video as well. Lisa, this is too much fun. <laughs> this to be only be voice. <laughs> with lots of red lipstick. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yes. For the listeners at home, there's red lipstick happening. There's lots of red lipstick. She's, she's red and got the most gorgeous blonde, blonde hair yes, for everyone who can't blonde. see. <laughs> so we are from all continents. You have the, the Brits, the American and the Latin. Yes, here. <laughs> all right. So tell us how this process, because it must have been hard and trying and, and learning to trust that all of this that was happening was true you know, and giving it meaning and value because also sometimes, you know, it has to be a very intense um, power. It has to be very powerful for you to know that this is a gift. And I think uh, uh, most of our listeners will relate of this doubt. So how do, they, how do you find that that intuition is right? Yeah, so like I was just saying, asking all the time for, all the for time. help. What I did was I specifically asked for a mentor because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you a pretty cool story is I specifically asked for my mentor and I said, who is my mentor? And I heard Jennifer. And then I saw Bear Paw. Now for me, Bear paw means Native American or, you know, like one of those sort of that you would mm -hmm. see on a necklace or something. Um, and I kept seeing for the last few days, I kept seeing um, information. Uh, it was highlighted for me because that's what happens for me is I'll get things highlighted. And this this these two words kept getting highlighted for me, medical intuition, medical intuition. Med so I put the three together and I typed in Jennifer medical intuition near me. Boom. Up pops this picture of Dr. Jennifer Lisa Vest. She's a medical intuitive. Mm -hmm. She lives, she works out of Long Beach. And I said, oh my God, that this can't be it. I click on the picture and she's a part Native American. So she's wearing one of these, you know, I don't know what they're called, but that, and I just went, oh my God, that's her. Wow. I asked. I was shown and then I took a line to action and I was on a whim too. I'm like, Jennifer, medical intuition. And yeah, just letting it be, not, not, not judging it or questioning it, just letting it yeah. be. Uh -huh. So I, <laughs> I, um, I go to meet with her and when I, like before I, before I met with her, when I would like tune into her energy, I would feel like, like Jenny, I was running. That's what I heard from Forrest Gump. Jenny, I was running. And I felt like my heart was like, and I was like, is she? Uh, um, so the first day that I was supposed to meet with her, her first class, she actually was sick. So I didn't get to meet her. And I was like, what the heck? I, you guys, you said I was supposed to meet her. And I was speaking to her assistant and I said, um, okay, so I didn't get to meet her today, but uh, does she have like, uh, is she a runner or something? Cause I keep getting this thing in my chest and she goes, she has a heart condition. I'm like, okay, okay. So this led me down the journey of working with her and taking her course in medical intuition, which is, mm -hmm. and but this actually does relate back to what I do with helping women. Mm -hmm. What happens is these attachment wounds that we have from our childhood live inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And they yeah, show they up as fibromyalgia, they show up as IBS, they show up as migraines, mm -hmm. they show up as ear, um, uh, uh, problems with your womb, mm -hmm. show yeah. up with acne, they show up. And so it's so cool the way God works because mm -hmm. God put me right in, the, right in this classroom to learn how to scan women intuitively and mm -hmm. reach in and go, oh, okay, there's something going on with your pancreas, something going on. And then you zoom in and you go, what is it? And then, mm -hmm. you know, I have a funny story of one woman that I scanned that I went in and looked at and I got a hit because you scan and you'll get a hit. 
and you'll mm-hmm. go, is something going on with your stomach? And she'll go, yeah. I go, okay. And then you go in deeper and the stomach will talk to you. And it looked at me and it like flipped me off. And I was like, your stomach's pissed. And she's like, I have IBS. <gasps> right. Yeah. So he's angry all the time because he's, he's working all the time and it's, it's suffering all the time. Oh my God. I need to learn that, please. Well, I, I used it on myself because I had tennis elbow for the longest time and I don't play tennis. And I, I, once I learned how to do this, I went in and asked and they said, oh yeah, you're reaching out for love and not getting it all the time. Wow. Oh my God. Your body is so connected mm-hmm. to your mind and your emotion yeah. and it's telling you things all the time if you stop and listen. And so in Man Magnet Academy, it's so much more than, oh, get a hot man to like you. I know that the title kind of sounds like, oh, get men to like you. But also what it really is about is tuning in to you. Because Mm -hmm. I always say, and like they always say, it's like, if you want to find your soulmate, you have to mate with your soul first. Mm -hmm. And that means really being able to drop Mm -hmm. into your body and listen to it. And this is really helpful too, when you're on a date. If you get a feeling in your gut that this guy's kind of skeezy and you ignore it, that's not going to help you at all. Mm-hmm. And tuning yeah. in as well to those times that we get triggered, because that's what happened once I started getting, when I was working with Dr. Vest, I also was taking um, courses in other things that would grow, like I was taking breath work sessions, I was doing uh, daily meditations. Um, I became a Reiki master. And so it just was shown to me that, that I'm a healer and that I'm here to help others heal. And um, that's kind of a cool story too. I don't know how much time you have, but- Yes, of course. Go ahead, go ahead. Even if okay. you have in two episodes, we don't mind. <laughs> We're loving so, this. The please, way, tell, please tell. The way that I became a Reiki master is again, another story where spirit guided me that way is I- um, I kept, this is about three weeks into my awakening. I kept getting, I kept getting woken up at the witching hour at 3 a.m. And my hands were on fire, you know, like every single night on fire. And then I would hear the voice from my angels, my guides saying, heal people with your hands. And now I'm three weeks in. So I'm like, whatever, these old things. I said this for about three weeks. This happened every single night. I would wake up, heal people with your hands, roll over and say these old things and go to sleep. Well, then a really good friend of mine, um, she has a daughter who just had gotten diagnosed with this thing called nephrotic syndrome. It's a kidney disorder. Yeah. And um, the one that they go purple, I think, right? No. Uh, I don't know no? if they go purple. Oh, I'd have to ask about that. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, she, she was on the phone with me mm-hmm. that day about what was going on with her daughter and it was just really emotional and I was emotional and I went to sleep that night and I woke up again, three in the morning with my hands on fire and the voice said, what are you waiting for? <sighs> and I went, okay. And I signed up for Reiki one that next day. And within a few months, I was a Reiki master. And I have since done Reiki on her daughter four or five different times. Now she's in remission. So this wow. stuff works, ladies. Of course it wow. works. It yeah, works. You have to get, yeah, you have to get a true, a person that truly does this and understand this from a real perspective like you do, because there are so many people that are, there are so many Reiki masters and, and I, you know, and I include myself, for example, I'm not a Reiki master, but I do have training in energy work and in, um, uh, energy medicine and healing hands but because of that you have to know the difference where you why are you doing Lisa? <laughs> you have to see the difference because uh you are moving the energy but you if you don't know what you're doing you might either not be doing nothing or just you know or faking it so you have to be really really um careful with that so you have to find out ancestral like mm-hmm. other women for you have done this in the past. That's just what I heard. I don't know, grandma or mom, that this is a gift that's 
Mm. Yeah, know, many intuitives. Children, yeah, many intuitives when they yeah. they they they, 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 they like start hearing or seeing things, mm-hmm. and then they go to their granny or their mother, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've been able to do that for years," but they don't tell because no one they're afraid that anyone's going to think they're crazy or that for their religious reasons they don't mm-hmm. share. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Fraser, who's like the Hollywood psychic. And uh, and he pushed away all those, all the dead people. He was like, I don't want any of this. And when he eventually, and then he even at one point told his mother, and she was like, tell me what they're saying. Because like, I don't hear them anymore like I used to. And and he was like, I don't want to talk to them, mommy. You know, he tells this really funny story. And then eventually he, yeah. a psychic told him like, what the hell are you doing? This is your gift. Like, do it, man. Mm-hmm. And now he's like this amazing psychic, but psychic medium. So he d- really does just see dead people everywhere, which is not what all psychics do. But that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. the room's full. <laughs> so, yeah, it is all about that being able to tune in and what your gifts are, listening to your gifts. Um, absolutely incredible. So... Okay, so how how does this work with dating? Now, <laughs> okay, I can sort of get it, but I need to get it a little bit clearer. So like when you take on a client, so what do you do? Do you intuitively look at their wounds and heal them or teach them to heal their own wounds so then they can, so how does it work? Ding, ding, you're all over it. So, so it's, because here's the thing. My goal is not for you to be dependent on me. I don't want you calling me six months, not that I don't want to help you, but like my goal is it's almost like I'm training you to do this for yourself Mm -hmm. so that you are able, because here's the thing, you're going to continue to be triggered by your childhood for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I should put a disclaimer on Man Mm -hmm. Magnet Academy that like, I'm not going to take away everything. This is part of your journey. And these lessons are going to be things that you continue to learn. But what you're going to take away is what to do when you get triggered, what to do to mm, and also you do all of these, the way, the only way to learn how to do something or, or the only way to be able to do something on your own is to first to be taught how, right? You get taught by someone, then you start doing it as you're being taught and then you start doing it on your own and then you teach other people. Because my goal is so much bigger. My, I'm already thinking about their children. That the work that I'm doing with this yes, woman, hearing that as well, yeah, hearing her and helping her. She's going to meet this man of her dreams, and then together they're going to have children. And then she's going to be able to teach her children this. This is so much bigger than me. Like when I was first starting this, I was like, oh, okay. But what I'm being shown is like, this is so much bigger than you. You know, <laughs> I keep being told that I'm a tool and I'm like, that's rude. Why would you say that? I'm not a tool. But, but that I'm a tool, that I'm being used in this way to guide people to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and there is kind of a, a little sneaky thing there where it's, I'm not saying that it's like with Reiki. I'm not doing the healing. Mm-hmm. The power of God is coming yeah, through it's me. It's coming through you. Yeah. I'm just a vessel. And so I'm teaching you how to bring the power of God into mm-hmm. you and work with God. And so I will say, you know, if it, it might be difficult for me to work with someone that doesn't believe in God, I'm not saying that I couldn't, but oftentimes the women that I work with are already spiritual and have a basis of that. And they just need to understand how to apply it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I can see that. So, um, maybe they, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a coffee bit. Uh, maybe they don't have to believe in God, but they have to believe in, <coughs> oh dear. The higher power. Higher power. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, higher boy. power greater than them. And again, it can be filtered through any, any means that you like, I'm not like, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Muslim. You have to be, you can be whatever you want to be. Your connection to the divine is yours, but strengthening that and strengthening your intuition. And then a lot of the things that our biblical things teach us, I apply in my program, but I'm not necessarily saying this is from Proverbs, but things like love is patient, love is kind you know, the power of forgiveness. There's an entire module in my transformation that's a heart opening transformation, which is all about applying forgiveness because what you do energetically right now to heal what's happened in your past shows up in your now. 
It shows up in your now. And it's almost like you jump, you jump a little timeline, you jump a trajectory. And mm -hmm. that only happens with inner work, deep inner work. And you got to want to want to, you got to want to do it. I don't work with people that don't want to do the work mm -hmm. because it's beautiful work. It's, it's holy work. It's the kind that opens your heart to humanity. It's the kind that connects you to other people. It's the kind that gives you sovereignty of self instead of looking outside yourself all the time for love. That's I think where a lot of people go wrong. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. The movie Jerry Maguire got it wrong. Remember Which when part? he said, yes, you, complete you complete me. me. Yeah. I call bullshit. I complete me. Interesting. I approve of me and I'm magical and wonderful. And then when I'm in this way, then I attract a man who's in this exactly way. In that way. Yeah. And then together we just party. I'm not filling his cup all the time. I'm not expecting him to fill mine. I say, let's go to Palm Springs. Let's, how was your day? As opposed to what are you doing or not doing for me? Yes. What does it all mean? We get very attached and we get very enmeshed in our man. And having that reflection, thank you, right? The reflection of, of how we're supposed to feel about ourselves coming from this other person and that's too much pressure for another person that's yes. not his job that's your job yes but his job is showing you that and triggering you actually to do something about it but we, since if you don't know that you know that soul must have made an agreement with you to to help you evolve but Absolutely. if you don't have that knowledge if you don't have that awareness you are not able to do it and then you feel the hurt instead of actually using the, the experience to grow? Well, the way I teach the women in my transformation is um, you, you've heard of the Akashic Records, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or this grand library of information. And in the Akashic Records, we all have our own conference room, right? Mm -hmm. And this is something I got from Dr. Vest that really helped me and has helped so many women already is that you're sitting at this conference table in the Akashic Records and everybody sitting around at the table with you is mom, dad, brother, sister, boyfriend, husband, all those, those beautiful souls that have come into you in your experience in this incarnation. Mm -hmm. And you sit there before you incarnate mm -hmm. and you say, mom, make an agreement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you agree to be bipolar and mm -hmm. treat me in this way? Dad, can you agree to cousin? Can you agree to abandon me? Boyfriend, can you agree to cheat? And they all look at you and they say, yes, Kelly, I love you that much. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, yes, that's so powerful. It's amazing, but it's a, it's a strange way to, to, to explain most people. It takes away this whole idea that he did this to me, which trust me, I've been there and like, I totally get it. But when you remove that and you go, he's on his own journey, he's made these decisions. And also I set it up ahead of time so I could grow in this way because, mm -hmm. you know, we're all having this collective lesson in love right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not even really a lesson. It's a remembering. It's yeah. that we're all awakening to love. And sometimes the only way to know what love is, is to experience what love isn't. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love it. <clears throat> How do you know chocolate tastes good? Well, eat a pile of dirt first. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, what are we doing here? If we had all of the answers. Mm -hmm. Yes, we wouldn't be here. We would be up there, you know, because we wouldn't yeah. need to learn anything. We wouldn't need to experience any limitations because when we are, when you are back in source, you don't have any limits, right? So, and you are it, you are everything. So you don't need anything. So you, you come here after those agreements to experience limitation yeah. and, you know, and overcome well, it to go back. <laughs> and our greatest contractions, mm -hmm. it's like birth. Those cause the greatest expansions. Think about it. Those times when you were down low, girl, that's, that was the little step that propped you up again. And so what I always teach is that every, it's like a staircase, right? You're perfect just as you are 
along the staircase. You were never wrong, right? You're just, you're just moving up the tiers, but at every stop along the way, mm -hmm. stop at that stair and kiss the ground and say, Mwah, I love you, stair. You were the stair that allowed me to step up into this new version of me. And look at this one that I'm at now. Oh, this one's a good one. I'm gonna kiss this one. Mwah. It's about feeling good on the way to feeling good. Right. I love it. That is amazing. That is exactly the vision that we have with our podcast to be able to show exactly what you just said. You Thank know, you. That's why the universe has put us together, because mm -hmm. if we are able to teach this to people and teach this to young kids or young adults and they grow up with this new awareness, imagine the world, the society that they will build. Right. So it's in the, the people that you, Lisa and me, have that mission just to share this information to create a new society. It's not going to be tomorrow. It might take, I don't know, 10, 20 years. But if we have people like you, like Lisa, like me doing and committing to the work, we will make a difference. We will change something, but something I, will be <laughs> better. I love that we've brought together. I love it. You said something really interesting there that um, our greatest expansion often follows our greatest contraction. Now, we've just gone through the worst year for maybe, a, well, since the Second World War of deaths and pandemic. And so this would be a very greatest contraction. I mean, people have lost jobs, people have died, they've lost family members, they're lost, they don't know what to do. And, and this, as we know, sort of psychically, is very much time of change. December 21st was a huge day um so this this would make sense and we are moving towards like we've we've learned what matters we lost loved ones we we people are getting like i hated my job i lost it but i hated it anyway and i don't want to do that anymore now you know yeah. and now i had to people. reinvent myself yeah i had to reinvent myself and oh my god i created something wonderful you know yeah so that's so interesting so um okay so before we finish i just want to so are there any quick tips that you can give a woman? Like, I know they need to do your course to really get it, because I understand this is just not like, a, oh, smile sweetly, and you get it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, but, it's a long-term work. But are there any things that people can start in process that are just little things that you could tell them today that they can take away and practice or play with? Absolutely. It's funny you just said the word play, is that if you are a single gal, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, if you are a single lady and maybe you're on the dating apps, a quick little tip that I will give you is that I will ask you this question. What do you think is the most attractive thing to a man on your profile on a dating app? It's your playfulness. It's not the size of your butt. I mean, it is true that men like to be attracted to us. Okay, got to be attracted. <laughs> but, but that the more that you can play in this life, that play attracts play. Love attracts love. So when you're loving on yourself and you're feeling good and you got a picture of you with some balloons and the balloons go up and you're like, ah, like that's the picture to put on your profile. Not the one where you're perfectly posed and everything is perfect and your butt is perfect. You know, men aren't attracted to perfection. No. They're attracted because to then they think high maintenance, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're attracted to your authenticity and your vulnerability. And so with, with the women that I work with, I talk a lot about connecting with your inner girl. You know, what do you do that's fun? Like, do you like Barbies or even to pottery? Like, ooh, I like to do this. I do this thing where I make mandalas with flowers. You know, like I'll just uh -huh. pick flowers in the neighborhood. I'll get some of the floors and I'll make mandalas and I get my like girly creativeness out. And so the more you can be connected with your girl, girl play energy, mm -hmm. that that is really what attracts men as well. Mm -hmm. So if I would give any tip, it would be to just have fun and be playful. And let me ask you something people. about that. You know, let me ask yeah. you something about that. So the girl that would say, oh, no, she, does, she doesn't understand your comment because the guy that she's after doesn't like that and likes the big butt and the big boobs. Is that the, I would ask her, is that the kind of man you want to attract? I was about to say, well, then he's not the guy for you. Yes. Right? We oftentimes want to are the expert, expert, right? what a man is, that particular man is looking for. And I'm a big believer that if a man is not coming towards you, this is what I teach, teach my women is that if a man is not coming towards you, you can spend time going into your masculine energy, thinking and planning and strategizing and wondering what he's thinking and trying to be what he's, and what does he want me to do and trying to figure it out. Or 
you can go into your feminine and go, well, you know what? I'm attracted to masculine men and masculine men come towards me. So I don't even find that attractive. See the mm -hmm. shift? It's yeah. not even like, what's not okay with me? He's not coming towards me. And the shift yeah. is this. Oh, he's not coming towards me. Oh, that's not attractive to me. I'm attracted mm -hmm. to masculine men that come towards me and, and offer me dinner and take me nice places and treat me with respect. So I mm -hmm. would say that's not even attractive to me. Yeah, because you are, you are uh, um, empowered with you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's not a nasty bitchy thing where you're like, mm -hmm. I'm better than you. But yeah. it's just this, this, this knowing of myself and knowing yeah. my value and worth. And if he doesn't get it, I'm not going to spend my time wondering why he isn't getting it. I'm going to mm -hmm. turn my attention to people that do get it mm -hmm. and that are coming towards me. What a better life wow. that is. Yes. And it, you know, the funny thing is that it might, when you are kind of down here, it sounds so overwhelming and it sounds so not achievable, but then when you do the work step-by-step step, and then you are a little bit higher in vibration and then you look back and say, Oh my God, how was I ever able to have that relationship or how was I ever able to treat myself like this? And then it becomes easy work. And then the, 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 the irony is that when you try to teach it, It's so simple, yeah. but it's so hard at the same time, you know, to explain when someone is not in the process of, of understanding. So yeah. it's something that it's, it's like working out at the gym. You kind of have to build up your feminine energy muscles. You got to build them up and build them up. And the only way sometimes to build that up was, is with practice, which mm -hmm. means going on dates. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want the first date we ever have to be Prince Charming, but I actually recommend that we don't date, we rotate and that you have two or three different guys that you're seeing and that yeah. you don't have to be sleeping with all of them, yes. but you're seeing a couple different people. And what that does is it takes a lot of pressure off of that guy that you've got to be the one and you're not texting me. If you have a few that you're talking to, then yeah. you're a little more relaxed about it and you're curious. I always teach that judgment, uh, curiosity over judgment You know, I think a lot of times we don't want to go on dates with people because we're like, oh, he's bald. I don't like bald guys. Well, but he's treating you really nice and he seems really sweet. Just give him a chance. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. He might surprise him. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. And you don't ever really know until it's been a couple of dates. And, uh, and, and what I also recommend too, is while you're rotating, you know, you don't, you don't need to get committed right away. A lot of times women will just go all in on someone and it's like, it's been three dates. Like, and I also see this a lot where people will have these texting relationships with men where, oh, we've been texting for two months and he hasn't texted me, I'm really worried about him. And I'll ask like, well, have you guys even been on a date? No. I was like, he doesn't owe you squat. Yeah. It's not sure. a real relationship. It's not a real relationship it's if not. he's not actively asking you to dinner. And we're in this time now where um, with technology that we're in, and also with Corona, a lot of people aren't going out and seeing each other. In England, you we're not can, allowed out at all. <laughs> exactly. But you can get caught in this trap of being someone's texting buddy. So, yeah. you know, there's peril yeah. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also because you, you know, people are not their actual self mm -hmm. when they're behind a screen, you know, so you don't, you know, they are might show a side that they are not willing to show in real life. But then who are you going to have that relationship with, with a person in real life? Yeah. So then and you might be disappointed and get these expectations. Yeah. yeah. And everybody is on their best behavior for the first three months. Yes. They just are. And oftentimes with the narcissists, they'll love bomb you for three months and you'll be like, he's going to whisk me to way to Paris and we're getting married. And it's like, girl, slow your roll, you know, yeah. slow your roll. And really the only way we can know about a relationship is by giving it time and watching their behavior, not listening to what they're telling you, but watching the behavior and giving it time, mm -hmm. taking your time to really get to know someone, asking those questions that you know and and also recognizing like when i apply a boundary to this person how do they react that's another big part of what i teach is there's a whole module about boundaries you'll hear this a lot everyone talking about boundaries like you, i mean knowing what feels good to you and what doesn't feel good to you okay mm -hmm. and then speaking the boundary saying you know what 
I don't, and it starts sometimes on the app. You get a thing on Tinder and he says something kind of like a little sexy to you. And you're like, Ooh, you know, I don't really feel comfortable talking in this way. Cause we haven't yeah. met. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. And if he goes, Oh, what are you a prude next? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I goes, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was just being funny. You can say, okay, I'll give him another chance. But if, you know, oftentimes men are looking to us to draw the line in the sand and they will test you to see what you're going to allow and not allow. And you have to be confident in your boundaries and you also have to be okay with being flexible with your boundaries in areas where you feel safe to be because yes. being too rigid can also be an issue. Mm. Yes, because you know, something that I, yeah, that I was thinking about when you said that, he's also showing you when you are more comfortable, what may happen, you know, he might be get that sexy and all of that when you are more comfortable with each other, but you know, just up front, it's kind of too much energy. And, mm. and I was, was also thinking um, of something else because for you to be able to wait, you know, for you to be able to observe, you have to feel secure as well. Yeah. So if you're still feeling anxious and you're still insecure, how do you, or, or just by practicing, is it that you teach your clients to be able to achieve that? Yeah, it takes practice. And, and, mm -hmm. and there are lots of exercises that we work on and, and things oh, okay. you know, in the training that help you to recognize when you're being triggered and how to go in and talk to yourself about it, how to write things down. I, I'm really, really into journaling and mm -hmm. talking about to yourself what's going on, calling mm -hmm. in and asking for help and saying, what am I really feeling here? Mm -hmm. Is this legitimate or am I reacting to something that reminds me of a time when I was rejected? Yeah. Yeah. Really does practice. It takes mm -hmm. practice. And some of these guys that were rotating are men that we're practicing on and that's okay. And it's good, but it also takes kind of the edge off and the expectations. So, and when you don't have any expectations, then the fall, if you have to fall, is not that big. And then you are not emitting that energy, that desperation energy that, oh my God, you know, the clock is ticking and I'm, you know, over 30 and, you know, and, and I need to get a kid, a relationship to, to comply with that culture escape idea that I have to be married at a certain age. And you, you know, I've seen girls or ladies that, you know, as soon as you see them, they have this, you know, energy. And then yeah. the first thing that they tell you, oh, is because I, you know, this guy left me and I, this guy used me and this guy, because obviously people, men run away from that intensive energy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very, well, very mm -hmm. I see it as a cycle. You know, it's like you have these attachment wounds, you have these rejections. And what that does is it causes you to attract avoidant partners right? Which create more, well, it causes you to go out of your feminine, which is your trusting, vulnerable, intuitive energy and go into your masculine of planning and organizing and figuring out and controlling and being anxious. And when that happens, it causes you to attract feminine men, men that expect you to do everything or avoidant men or emotionally unavailable men. And then what happens is you have those relationships with them, which cause more attachment wounds and the cycle continues. Yeah. Because they confirm that you were right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They confirm. Yeah. Your confirmation bias confirms all men are like this. All men are like this when really yeah. it's starting from within. It's the energy that you're emitting around love. Mm -hmm. It's a frequency that you're emitting. And when you feel oh, yourself, incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, girl, I could talk to you for hours. I mean, I'm like, where do I sign up? You know, yeah, it I'm, seems I'm like single. it's been five minutes and it's already been an hour. Oh my God. I know, I know. It's like, but it's, but it is true because we, you know, we're here to talk about manifesting a life that you love. And mm -hmm. for many, many women and men, uh, you know, between the ages of 20 and 40, this is a massive part of their life. You know, culture mm -hmm. does kind of say like, you know, if you're not married with kids, then there's something wrong with you. Of course oh, there yeah. isn't. But nevertheless, that's what we're bombarded with. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we see the pretty picture on the Christmas yeah. card, the family and the dog and the babies. And, yeah. and then we're like, what's wrong with us? And, you know, I see it all the time. It, we And you have just said you've got to start with self-love. You've got to start with with vibrating at a level 
that that you are I mean, sorry, playful and full of love and life because you don't need anyone. But it it's easier to say yeah, then, than it is yeah. to do. It's like you've got to heal all those wounds which you talked about, yeah. which is obviously something you've studied, which is so which has given you the tools. So you mm-hmm. now have the understanding and you have some tools to help people, which is just brilliant because that's how we manifest anything we have to have the understanding and then we have to take action with the tools that we are given in this life from mentors and people and coaches and courses and intuition it's all about knowledge you you you've got to understand how the brain works how our gut works how vibration works it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot right well that's why we try to say this is easy i can make this easy um you know, I'm being guided to people that are going to show me the way I'm being shown things, all that something will pop up for you on YouTube. That's going to help you get there. And then, you know, if you're aiming in a direction of something and you have unflappable belief that you Mm -hmm. can have it and achieve it, then by God, you will. And also it's, um, I think it was Joe Dispenza who was just saying this. I just saw a video about this, which is so pertinent right now that you know, people will say, well, I want to manifest my dream relationship. And he said, okay, great. Go ahead and write down everything that you want in that partner. Well, write it down. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. Okay. Now be that. <laughs> yeah, be you that. And that's what you will attract. Yes, because like attracts like, right? And so you have to, yeah. And that's where the work starts. When you try, when you want to become that person and all of a sudden you notice that you are far from it and then you have to, you know, I think some people or most people maybe let go when they are confronted to the work that they have to do. But then that's why when you try to do this energy work or this healing work, you have to search for um, someone that's also in a search. Right. And it's called, um, I just read that book, The, The Big Leap where he's talking about the upper limit problem, where Mm -hmm. when we're faced with the opportunity to up level, whether it's in our business or it's in love or, you know, having a better car, whatever it is we're trying to up level is our, uh, our egos will stop us, you know, fight, flight, or freeze. We'll be like, Oh no, that's different than what I'm used to. And it's awkward. So I'm going to go this way. And, And it takes a certain kind of person and it takes a tenacity and a belief to, to really push for what you want and also to be able to allow what you want to come in. Mm-hmm. And that's worthiness. A lot of times we don't allow things. So many reasons we don't allow things. We have the limited mm-hmm. beliefs. We have uh, these wounds we haven't healed. We have this unworthiness feeling. We have, uh, it, it's, it's yeah. a multitude of things that we have to battle mm-hmm. and we have to decide that it's not a battle. This, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> That's the hard part is this is fun. Right? Yeah. And life is wonderful and I love my life. You know, that's that's the yeah. idea of this SAC podcast that, you know, there are so many ways, so many techniques, so many tools, you know, and even, even us, you know, with my information, your information, Lisa's information, you don't have to do us. It's better if you do, because then you're going to have massive results. But if, it, if not, you just find something, something that resonates with you and will allow you to kind of change perspective, be a little aware, and then everything will make sense. And, you know, we'll notice finally how easy and wonderful life is, even yeah. in pandemic times, even in COVID times, even in all of that, even in, in um, lockdown times, it can be wonderful. You know, you have to learn, you have to earn it, but it can be wonderful. So, you know, thank you so, so much for this, Kelly. It's been really amazing. Really, I can't wait to work with you, you know. After this call, you know, when Lisa records, we have to stay here. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, so we're going to finish up and then don't go away. So um, it has been incredible. I, I have taken literally like books of notes listening. Um, well, if you're if you're listening to, if you listen to Kelly, I think you, anyone, any single women out there, fly, run, do not, t- you know, do not stop yeah. in any way, go immediately to Kelly and start following her and get her Kelly work. Albano and uh, what's it called? The Men Magnet Academy. Oh, Men yeah. Magnet Academy. And I'm at Feminine Energy Coach, at Feminine Energy Coach. At Feminine Energy Coach. Awesome. And all, all of, all the ways to reach you, Kelly, will be in the show notes. So we'll make sure that if anyone here does want to reach out to Kelly, 
you just go to the show notes and join her or she just told you how to reach her there and um and I am just so excited I've never I'm, I'm like well, I'm off to go and practice now I'm off to go and try and be, be a little bit more playful a little bit <laughs> You know, I ran a dating agency once. I actually had something called lovewishes.com. So that's why this is actually an area I have some bit more experience than most people. And I must have been over a thousand dates in my life. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, but and let's the just opposite, this, yeah. It's an experience thing. I know a lot about dating. Yeah. I love and I'm the that. opposite. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. You know, I've been with my same guy for 25 years since I was 19. <laughs> Aww. you know we've been married for 17 years so yeah we kind of it's the, like like the perfect combination that you can work on lisa and you can work on me as well <laughs> so anyway so thank you thank, thank you, you so, so much. much it has been a pleasure i hope that everyone listening has thoroughly enjoyed meeting kelly um and we will of course be back on thursday where we will discuss and it's going to be such an interesting podcast we will discuss the principles that we have heard about tonight we're going to go into a little bit more detail and we'll talk about how kelly turned her life around and i think we're going to be talking a lot about intuition and and listening to your soul and learning to heal your wounds so that's going to be a lot of the thursday podcast that's coming up so thank you so much kelly thank you so much marissa we will see you guys all on the other side. It has been a pleasure. And everyone, don't forget to live a life you love. Thank you for listening to the Dream Team Podcast. You can catch Lisa and Marissa every Monday and Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe and review and dream on.